0: Ember's about 2k's away. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so, in a very uh, similar situation where I am, but down a uh, other side of the continent. Are you in Western Australia? No, well, uh, I'm in uh, Victoria.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I
1: heard I heard about the things going down there now at the moment, eh? Hey, what do you call yeah. a couple of people died, didn't they? Yeah, it's...
0: I don't, I don't know the whole situation in Victoria, but I know seven people in this immediate area in the yeah. south coast of New South Wales uh, passed away unfortunately. Uh, the were whole, they, were okay. they uh, there was one just near Canberra, which is our capital. It was a father and son who passed away fine fire to protect their homes. And yeah, God. that was pretty bad. Also, fells economic explains that he'll be back in a sec. He's probably AFK. Oh. Oh, hey. There we
2: go. Oh, let's make it YouTube
1: I've already said too
0: much. <laughs> No, that's okay. But I was I was just thinking that is a very good video you did put up because I did not even expect you to even remotely do something like this type of video. It's actually
1: really yeah. I quite enjoyed it. You thought so? Oh, well, that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, not too dissimilar to other stuff that I've potentially done in the past, um, maybe like the economy of, uh, say, EVE Online and the economy of RuneScape, which I've sort of explored. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to sort of take this out of, uh, you know, when you're comparing it, especially to like, let's say, standard economies, where sometimes it kind of gets a little bit, you know, repetitive. Oh, okay, here's a nation economy. It's kind of corrupt and unruly, and therefore it's a shit economy. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's nice to sort of, um, you know, add that layer of realism and sort of look at what these kind of hypothetical economies would look like in context.
0: Yes. I thought it was an excellent idea, and I know you love Star Wars as well. And you recently just watched a new movie, I think it was.
1: Sorry, I just had to run away. I had to, I just had to run away and um, close <laughs> my waiting door. Waiting
2: for, for somebody <laughs> to say like, "Oh, it sucks" or something, and just like break the silence. Yes, <laughs> or like spoil some <laughs> part of it or uh. something like
0: that.
1: <laughs> yes, well, I gotta be. I, please no
0: spoilers.
2: Please.
1: Yeah, no one plays spoiler for me as well. Yeah. Um, um, what, what I will say is-, uh, is, yeah, is exactly in context with the video.
2: Can you clear the uh, VC chat? Because it's in the stream right now, and it's not- that's not looking- not looking good.
1: Huh? What's wrong with it? I, uh... Oh. Oh dear.
2: Oh dear, yes. Yes. somebody's on uh Somebody on, uh, on YouTube, qu- uh, really pointed it out. Yeah. Wait, what's happening?
1: Ah, uh. <laughs> uh, there we go. Um, Oh, I can't hear anything. Is the audio on? Oh, okay. Now it is. Those people in BC chat are toxic and disgusting. I thought this channel was decent. Yes, I uh, unfortunately don't take any uh, credit for what goes on on the Discord server. We try to keep it relatively uh, loose and liberal so people can have discussions about uh, whatever they kind of want to discuss, as long as it's on the topic of economics. But uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes people get a little bit naughty, forget what they are, but I digress. (laughs) <laughs> demonetized. That is why this is exactly the reason why I do the streams on the second channel, um, because God knows What's that like, yeah, they would come along with their like freaking bat to you know um, set me straight if I uh, put that up on the main channel.. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, now I sort of uh, mixed off kind of where I picked up. Um I actually haven't read the the Krugman article. Uh, and I did know that he read it. I should have, uh, in hindsight, probably looked over it uh, and and read it as an no, excuse no. for this video. Yeah, it,
2: it would have ruined it. It would have ruined everything because it it follows too much of real world physics, so it kind of says that interstellar trade is super difficult to actually have. And at this time, at this point in time, we're not really sure if it's even possible. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, like he he proves it is possible, but like. There's still a lot of like theory that has to be done on it because it's not you know it creates the whole like we have a new world you know yeah. situation going
1: yeah. On. yeah i mean paul Krugman's a fantastic economist but famously good at predicting the future i think we just quoted something saying along the lines of the internet is some kind of minor triviality that will have no impact at all on our economy uh something to that effect exactly. in like the 1990s so um you know i think it's one of those things where it's, it's oftentimes um maybe a little bit dangerous to speculate about the future um, because we really don't know what it holds um, and we don't know what technology will lead us to we don't know what sort of human society has the appetite for uh, and i don't necessarily see it as, as unreasonable that we can expect to you know one day in the distant future of course have uh, a society like what we sort of see in star wars there we go <laughs> uh there is, yeah, the quote. I knew someone would dig that up pretty quickly so uh, Paul Krugman who 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 is uh, in his own credit uh, a very 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 famous and very uh, competent economist had this quote Uh, by 2005 or so it will become clear that the internet's impact on the economy has been no greater than the fax machines Um, and he said that in 1998. Uh, He actually sort of did uh, sort of turn around and and I suppose kind of correct himself and he said um, you know he was trying to be provocative uh, and makes sort of bald sweeping statements. Uh, he he got this one wrong. Even the best sort of people get things wrong at a time. So he did kind of own that. Uh, and I think that's kind of the best way to um, you know react to things that you get, which are uh, which you know obviously just plain wrong.
2: You have got to remember the context in which he said it, though. It's uh, the dot com era and the dot com bubble, the boom. It's just a lot of liberal money just floating around, going to uh, every single type of venture. You know, it kind of at that point you're looking at it like, yeah, this is a bubble, but you know.
1: Well, I guess in that sort of sense he was right because obviously that's 1998, that's before the bubble burst. So um, hey, you know, maybe there was some kind of depth to what, to what he's saying, even if he got the actual quotes uh, horribly wrong, just just horribly exactly. wrong. Um, but you know, i sort of digressed. But uh, yeah, I mean, and that's sort of why it's uh, interesting, not necessarily to speculate about. Um, the economy because I mean this video could have very easily been what do I predict the economy will be like in 100,000 years from now Um, you know if we sort of keep on industrializing and and technology keeps on improving at the rate that we've sort of seen over the past few decades uh, you know where do we predict it will be um, let's say a thousand years Um, yeah it's difficult to speculate what is sort of easy to talk about is hey we have this hypothetical fictional universe which Kind of futuristic. Let's explore what that looks like, and then sort of extrapolate what it might mean over um, the economy that we have now. And Star Wars, you know, look, I'm not going to lie. I just wanted an excuse to, uh, you know, talk about Star Wars for uh, ten minutes or so, and uh, you know, everyone actually listened to me, uh, and you know what? Mission accomplished. Normally, when I bring it up at the dinner table, everyone gets bored and walks away, which is very sad.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, your family isn't interested in Star Wars. That's
2: pretty we've
0: sad,
2: had, man. We've all had similar experiences.
3: All, all, everybody, call, yeah. Have you talked about like automation in the Star Wars universe yet, or? Uh
1: no, that wasn't a huge um, that wasn't a huge point of the video. Uh, for the most part, I mean, automation is. No, actually... I'm
3: just saying. Have you talked about it yet in like the voice chat?
1: uh oh uh no um but uh yeah i mean sort of ask the, sort of any kind of questions that you want around it
3: yeah like do you think um for the future of Earth, let's say hypothetical earth's economy do you think automation will have a big role in basically uh progressing uh Earth's well-being and eco- economy and uh, energy production on like the Part of it
1: just at the scale. Yeah, the I think ultimately it's going to be one of the determinant factors that, you know, human labor, human muscles aren't going to be what takes us to the level of a society that we see in Star Wars. Uh, now, in the actual Star Wars universe itself, automation is sort of surprisingly kind of swept under the rug, uh, or it's certainly not as visible as, as what it would seem um, for, yeah. you know, uh, a much larger economy like uh or sort of something that we would realistically predict for for our own future uh you know sure they have little robot men and you know they have droids and things of that nature but they're more like anatomical machines rather than something that's producing something on mass yeah they uh, seem like
3: to be more like just to be there for fun than to actually have any real purpose if you're thinking how advanced some of the other stuff the star wars universe uh encumbers
1: yeah and i think a lot of that is at the end of the day you've got to remember it is a story um and it was a story that you know originally was told um you know decades ago by george lucas when he was originally sort of writing the, the first sc- screenplay before um you know automation and before you know sort of robots were even like a thing that was kind of a mainstream uh known reality uh so it was kind of difficult to sort of make that You know, as difficult it is for Paul Krugman to make, uh, you know, speculations about what the internet will mean uh, in the future, it was obviously just as difficult for George Lucas to make speculations about what automation would mean into the future um, when he was sort of originally writing it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's a story. It's meant to be fun. uh, And, you know, sort of anatomical machine-like robots are much easier to engage with.
3: Yeah, it wouldn't be that fun if, you know, just everybody was just in this virtual reality and robots were just taking care of them um which is something that could happen in the future of earth technically speaking
2: i think in the episode two they did show um automation on like a massive scale with the uh, cloning humans as yeah. uh, kenan pointed out um but also there was that scene you know where uh anakin was like trying to avoid a death was it anakin i don't i can't remember if uh it was but in like Count Dooku's like factory so there was that and there were no humans around if you notice that so it was like automation uh pure like it's pure automation it's so robots taking care of other robots right
1: yeah yeah exactly like I mean that, that that's actually a quite a good example and I um, sort of thought uh, I didn't think about that yeah machines building machines and the uh the factory scene in in episode two um the episode that we all try to forget about uh, but yeah I mean certainly that is um that is a sort of a major point yeah. Uh, I think that's sort of the most sort of bold kind of vision of automation that we actually sort of really see. Other than that I mean it's still sort of a very human-centered universe. Um, (laughs) uh, The Alternative Life on the YouTube stream asked, I wonder how a credit system would work out because to fund all of those uh, destroyer ships in the last movie would be crazy. So big point of note here is no one post any spoilers either on the discord server or on the youtube stream because i will kick you and that would be very rude to people that haven't seen it uh but it was in the trailer anyway so i i, I don't feel sort of too um bad talking about it obviously Maybe there are yeah there are uh, lot, yeah. lots and lots of um spaceships in the last movie and i mean it's not nothing to do with credit um yeah i don't know i, I don't know like the uh, resources required to build it i don't know if that was sort of really present on that planet i think that was a big point of controversy it's like okay well, someone just pulled all of these star destroyers out of their ass. How do you explain that? And that?
2: Well, it's so it's. I actually have an explanation for that. That oh. region of space is entirely separate from the main, like story, and it's been like doing its own thing. And if you pay close attention, it's there's this entire society going on there that is completely independent from you know the main story. That's pretty this sounds, from.
3: This sounds like a conspiracy
2: theory. So... It is, yeah. Bannum, no, uh,
3: yeah. The joke.
2: Drug, yeah. Drug. But yeah, I mm. know, yeah, I totally get that. Where did they get these things from?
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, look, I mean, hey, if nothing else, that sort of goes to show how in tune people are with sort of economics and industry in, in uh, the narrative of the story. You know, people don't just accept that, oh, yeah, evil guy, lots of spaceships. They're like, hang on, where did they harvest these resources? I must know. Uh, and I don't know if that's a Star Wars thing or an innate uh, human well, thing. Well, don't you think in this
3: this like advanced universe there would be some process where you basically would just pull all the carbon out of you know the dark matter in the universe, just make something of it, or just pull like the rocket dust out of the air, basically, and just make like something fund. out of it and refine it into different materials. Like, I don't think it ever says in any of them. What exact materials everything is produced out of, anyways? Even though you could guess.
1: Yeah, there there are some really nerdy sources on it. Like you can get into the uh, visual diaries, like the cutaways of of ships and stuff, and that, that. A lot of things are made out of like hypothetical materials that aren't real, and um, you know a lot of them are powered Trit- by things like like hypermatter and tritaniums. Eve online, it's a completely different universe, I but I appreciate you. Good. Um, but yeah, good yeah.
3: The real question is when are we getting an animated server logo?
1: An animated server logo. Ah
3: uh, Yeah, you, you, you have enough boosts to create the animated server icon, you know.
1: I if you said words to me and
2: Sexy. I don't oh, know. He doesn't I mean. know. He doesn't know. Oh he doesn't know. Oh my god, he's so a new finally new, something god. he doesn't know.
1: New, new Okay. New
3: man. Uh,
1: no. I, I, I leave the well, running of this server entirely uh, to people like Eamon, to people like Red Chicken. Uh, they built it, I just kind of get on here and talk shit you know, once or twice a week.
3: You were just like, hey, who wants to run the Discord server? And they were like, hey, yeah, I can do that. Um, they were
1: literally like the first three people to join. I was like, hey, you there, come here. Yeah. And they,
3: um. were, they accepted the challenge.
2: Since uh, this is a QA, and uh, a you've made several videos on like the economic policies of a few different candidates, so I'm going to uh, force you to get controversial here. Which candidate do you support the most on economic policy?
1: Mm, which candidate do I try to f- support the most? Uh, look, to, to be perfectly frank, this is not me fence-sitting or anything like that. Um, I honestly have not done enough research on a majority of the Democratic candidates to really say. Um, I think, uh, you know, Andrew Yang obviously has um, a very, very well fleshed out plan for someone that's probably, you know, realistically not a major um, candidate, uh, and I think his sort of plans are sort of impressive, if not a little bit unworkable, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, Bernie Sanders now we've discussed this it's super controversial the Bernie Sanders video actually comes down in an hour's time because it is so controversial Um, and uh, yeah I think it's one of those sort of things that uh, again you know he has sort of a lot of policies that that work well Uh, it's all about actually implementing them uh, and utilizing them well in practice to make it sort of work because I mean Uh, The United States is a very large and sort of very, uh, let's call it stubborn economy um it it kind of has a certain way of doing things and and you know a lot of these plans are quite radical Uh, and i think uh it will ultimately come down to sort of small incremental changes that i think would probably be the the best sort of step forward but um yet again look i I don't really want to say i promise i'm not avoiding the issue it's just i i don't have um enough research on the topic to to really say anything that's of merit Uh, you know especially considering i'm not an american citizen so i'm not even allowed to have sort of blind faith
3: yeah that's true yeah no that's interesting do you have any like other universe like uh, economic videos planned where you explore different universes almost so like fantasy universes in any way or is this like the main one you've been planning for a while
1: uh yeah i mean um i gotta be honest I actually this was one that i sort of pulled out i was sort of sitting in the cinema watching the most recent video and i was like uh, most recent movie and i was like whoa i've got an idea uh, normally I have a sort of a list on an Excel spreadsheet of, of topics that I want yeah, to cover. Yeah, all the
3: other Excel spreadsheet days were too boring to do this time. <laughs> just eh,
1: not so much that as I was like, oh my Star God, Wars. I can I can have an excuse to talk about like theoreticals in the Star Wars universe and hundreds of thousands of people will listen to what I have to say. Oh, that is an opportunity I cannot pass up, especially if I'm just absolutely massive Star Wars nerd. Love yeah, it.
2: I was surprised didn't it. do a joint um, video with one of those other like Star Wars YouTubers who were playing on like, theory stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, like Eckhart Slyder and uh, uh, the the other guy. But yeah, I think uh, the guy, uh, that guy is the best. I probably horribly pronounced his name. Um, but yeah, I think they sort of are more into the actual sort of lore where I was like, oh, okay, well, look, I can get into that, but I'm going to try and hold my tongue um because i don't want it to be a video about me sort of going oh my god guys isn't it amazing can you believe uh the extended universe this this and this happened it's like okay let's focus on the economics and we can nerd out about uh uh star wars later uh that and i don't know none of the guys want to talk to me so i'm not big and important enough yet
3: doesn't it feel bad that the people of the future are going to have personal spaceships while we like, some people today can't even afford cars. That, feel, that feels pretty bad, man. Man, you know, you know. I'm That's sure there'll I mean.
1: be people in the future that can't afford cars. Wealth disparity, I don't think, is going to go away when the general level of wealth increases in a society. No, but but still, like, like, yeah,
3: like, I with mean... advanced technology and, as you said in the video, like, just our energy structure and how effective society is as a whole, like, people are going to be able to afford a whole lot more unless like there's this huge tyrannical like like regime that just wants to control all the human beings for fun which might just happen you
2: know I <laughs> mean yeah I, th- I think it is inevitable that we'll either head towards like a a sort of what we consider now to be utopian world um which we're, we seem to be going towards or we'll just kind of crash in the dirt
3: yeah
1: sounds fun yeah it just sounds just sounds peachy but um yeah i think um like uh, sort of a big takeaway from <laughs> i think a big takeaway from this is uh and something that i thought i was actually going to get a lot of controversy over um was how do you guys feel um and i'm and i kind of want someone to sort of argue with me on this one because i was like working it out and i was like yeah that doesn't sound right and then i sort of thought oh well, actually, it kind of makes sense that um, the GDP per capita of people living in the Star Wars universe was 2 billion US dollars today. Um, how did you sort of feel uh, about that uh, as a sort of general statement?
3: Wasn't it like 2.5? I think you said
1: 2.5 in the video. Uh, I, I sort of rounded it roughly to about 2 billion um, US dollars yeah. per person per capita. And remember, that's not net worth. That is annuals like spending power, basically. Or, uh, like, consumptive yeah. power.
2: So, number of things. Uh, we can talk about inflation, which is weird because, you know, Star Wars is set a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? So, can we really talk about inflation in this, in this sense? But, um, I mean, we could just project it forward in that. Uh, I don't know. On one, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, that number is, it seems obscenely high. But if their purchasing power is extremely low, then it's totally
1: fine yeah well it's all it's all it's all relative um and i was yeah, having this yep. so i was having this There's conversation with um and, and and this is controlled for inflation so it would be like let's say the an average person um I, i'd expect uh, in the star wars galaxy that yeah, there is huge wealth inequality between you know outer rim planets and then um huge huge you know wealth on on central planets like coruscant and what have you um, but, you know, we're looking at mean figures here, so let's say that the, a perfectly average sort of individual came from the Star Wars universe and, and kind of had their collective wealth, um, and you know, you'd have to consider, you know, maybe they have a spaceship, maybe they have technology that's, you know, you know thousands of years ahead of ours, um, maybe they have the ac- uh, you know ability to traverse a galaxy and, and harvest resources from all over the place, you know, like a sort of standard person, you know, that, say, might own a boat today would have. Um, They would genuinely be um, by far the wealthiest people uh, in the world just by virtue of the kind of technologies, uh, facilities that they have access to. Uh, In the same way, if one of us went back to the time of the Romans, we brought our cell phone, we bought some electricity, we bought a car, uh, maybe a machine gun with us, god damn, we would literally be the most powerful individual in that time. Uh, it's just by virtue of wealth and the resources that we have access to uh, alongside everyone else in society that we kind of just think this is the status quo we think oh well yeah. this is average as the same way that a Roman thought oh well this is average you know you know a, a, a million years from now we'll be sort of traveling around in our intergalactic spaceships uh, and think oh well this is this is just average um we don't well, sort of have... don't have
3: to be a million years necessarily I understand that's just like a... Example, but still, like you can think of, it wasn't that long ago that like the the height of the Roman Empire was present here on Earth. So, like if you if you compare how long we know that humans have been on Earth, or something that looked and was very much like we are today, so
1: yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, I sort of drew um a plot from. Um, you know, the Roman Empire was 2,000 years ago. Here we are today. Where do we expect to be 2,000 years from now when we sort of extrapolate that? I still think it's sort of a logarithmic progression. Um, we're kind of just on that, yeah. just on the cusp of that sort of um, hockey stick kind of shape where we're just going to shoot up, um, you know, exponentially over the next sort of 100 years or so. Uh, but it, it kind of stands to reason that the, the general level of wealth of, of a citizen, you know, a 1,000 years from now is going to be Thousands of times that of what we have today, and I thought that was sort of a really interesting case study to kind of explore it. Uh, and using the Kardashev scale oh. and, and energy production as kind of the benchmark for for extrapolating that kind of data.
3: Yeah, oh just God. just a quick philosophical question. Um, if, if like, let's just say like you can imagine like humans creating a pretty realistic virtual reality of what uh humanity was like let's say a thousand years ago in like a hundred years right with the virtual reality technology that is today i'm sure they can create something extremely realistic in just a 100 years do you think technically speaking that like you can create a uh, like infinite 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 universes by having a virtual reality create its own virtual reality and then it creating its own virtual reality again do you think that is something potentially we could be inside? Just as a hypothetical question.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's no way of sort of disproving it. It's one of those sort of, uh, yeah, it's one of those sort of very, very hard things to disprove and uh, like prove a negative, I guess. Um, absolutely, we could be. Um, absolutely, we couldn't be. I think there was sort of an argument, and I think Elon Musk was a huge advocate of sort of this kind of theory uh correct me if i'm wrong there that, that we do live in a sort of virtual reality a simulation well he he
3: just says we li- we could very well live in a simulation he didn't propose the argument that within the simulation the people living in within the simula- simulation could build another simulation that simulated their own universe and it could be potentially an infinite loop forever and ever and ever and we could just be the one quadrillion part in that long length of virtual realities Yes. Uh, Which, yes, you yes. know, can be pretty scary to think about because if technically the first part in that chain breaks, like, you can't really know how long it would take before the last part of the chain inevitably breaks up because if one part breaks, all or, like, as far back as the first part breaks, everything after that breaks as well. So, you know, interesting. Yeah. It also the same thing as, like, the weakest link Breaks it all. It says that the weakest link.
1: Yeah,
3: you know, yeah. It's interesting to think about. Also, so
0: mine uh, has just exploded.
3: Man, I'm I'm, uh, um, I am.
1: I am doing clickbait wrong. Look at look at this guy from Generation Tech with like a sexy stormtrooper. Man, why don't I think of that? Yeah. Genius. Yeah, yep. Uh, although I gotta say, I gotta say, I um don't know if you guys have been enjoying um the sort of artwork on the thumbnails, sort of for the more recent videos. My partner actually sort of draws them. Uh, she produces them for me, so I asked uh, wow. to on there. Yeah, I know, impressive, right?
3: Do you pay her or do, does she do them for free for you?
1: Nine, slave labor.
3: Slave labor <laughs> sounds pretty good, my dude.
1: It's the best kind.
3: Um but yeah, I like I really like the Star Wars video thumbnail, but like yeah, a lot of them look good, but what what I can see kind of is that depending on what you name your videos, the views are very different.
0: Uh
1: yeah, like I think
3: that... the, like if you if you if you said like the U.S. video, you were like the great the co- the greatest economy to ever live, like the economy of the U.S. Right, probably get more views than it currently has, considering compared to like the United Kingdom video, which has. 337k views to 192k on the U.S. video. The United Kingdom video is just the economy of the United Kingdom, and the U.S. video is the monolithic economy of the U.S.A. So, you know. Uh,
1: you know. A lot of that, I mean, I, I love uh, um, talking about the algorithm. The algorithm, everyone sort of talks about the the holy YouTube algorithm. It is literally a deity. Everyone sort of pretends to worship it, uh, but no one truly understands it. Uh, now, <laughs> it, what it really actually rewards is people clicking on the video originally. So you have to have, you know, a clickbaity thumbnail, I suppose, um, and also you have to have people watch the video for a long time. Uh, it will then sort of feed more um, suggestions, like it will show up on the sidebar, and people will kind of click on that. And that's where a majority of, of video views come from for pretty much every channel out there. Uh, and then you sort of have to get people to watch it for a long time, and if they watch it for less than, I think, 60% of the video, YouTube will stop recommending it, uh, and that means you sort of views suffer because of it. Now, I don't know what the secret formula is. Look, I don't really do the whole sort of um, search engine optimising. How many of
3: your videos get demonetized though?
1: Uh, At the moment, none. Uh, Absolutely none of them, because I am very careful about keeping it Family friendly. I, can,
3: I think some of the older videos, like very few amount, few few videos got demonetized. I'm not sure though.
1: Yeah. So, um, like I mean, uh, I've I'm very careful with a few things. I'm very careful with intellectual property. Uh, I make sure to sort of always, you know, credit that where credit's due. Uh, I'm very very careful with keeping things, you know, family friendly. At the end of the day, that's not necessarily because I'm like, oh, Scrooge McDuck. I got to make as much money as I possibly can. Uh, it's more that. I'm aware that, you know, sort of young people watch this and whether they get sort of something out of it or not, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, it's still sort of an audience that I I don't want to sort of be needlessly abrasive towards for for no good reason. And I don't think I I would add that much to my videos if I was sort of crude or swore or anything like that. Uh, But that is something. It it
3: could be pretty funny with like a full-on Australian special where every second word is like, quirky me" and like a swear word. Um, which is what I would imagine to be fully Australian, of course.
1: Oh. Um, the economy you know, of Germany, that is straight fact. Or uh,
3: uh, brother, yee huh. uh, Yeah, No, let's not. Um,
1: but yeah, your North
3: Korea video is officially your biggest video now. So
0: Yeah, nearly a million views. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, North yeah, Korea. don't really do
3: anymore.
0: I'm pretty sad. Yeah, The it's... Aesthetic economy of North Korea. Oh, yeah. fact.
1: I think. Um, good looking. <laughs> I think uh, it's uh, it's sort of gone back and forth. It used to be Eve Online, uh, and then it was Japan, and then it was uh, Norway, uh, and now it's definitely sort of North Korea. Um, so I don't know. Go and go and go and click on the North Korea video a few times. Get it to a million views. Make me feel uh, good about myself.
3: <laughs> it will probably get to the million views before the end of the year. Uh, like in 2020,
1: 100%. Nah, oh, yeah. I think it will sort of limp across the the line. Uh, like general video views they have this huge huge spike in the first four or I five know. hours and then it's pfft, kind of like but yeah. what i've
3: seen is like some organic some youtube algorithm is that i've seen some youtubers go into their analytics like people who aren't signed to a studio or whatever and what you see is that some of their older videos if it's like a special time in the year or people are just searching for it a lot then it gets picked, it gets picked up by the algorithm like seven-year-old videos can get like click on the algorithm and get like two million views in like
1: four days yeah Um, yeah it's it's like one of those one of those weird things like a lot of things you'll click on it and it'll be like oh okay i'll see you guys again in seven years when the youtube algorithm suggests this video again
2: yeah get (laughs) it's so it's so honestly it's so... so
1: it's so funny to to hear people talk about the algorithm because i literally make the the uh analogy that it's literally like cavemen looking up at the sun and be like oh this is a god i don't understand how it works but it's there it does good stuff you know we'll pray to it and uh you know try and understand it and uh, you know hope it doesn't go away so okay. have you got that's
2: that's silver analogy. I love that analogy.
1: yeah
2: have you
3: gotten your silver plank yet though that's a real question
1: Oh, yes, I got my silver plaque a long time ago. Yeah,
3: I thought, I thought you said that in the video, I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, I got pretty
3: quickly, though.
1: Yes, I literally the day I, I, I ticked over $100,000, I sent them an email like, can I have it, 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 can I have it? Uh, they were yeah. A little bit slow, they sent me this sort of link. I remember
3: you talking about that you really wanted the the silver flavor for some reason. And I don't, I don't
1: remember why.
3: And you're You know, dark. it's an, it's an no. achievement in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, it, uh, yeah, just annoying YouTube until I got myself a play button. That's exactly what I did. It sort of sits in my office. Uh, I don't know. It's something that I'm, um, quite proud of. It's Uh,
3: an achievement you can, like, show to your buddies and show, like, hey, this YouTube thing, it's not just a joke. Um, but it is. (laughs) But it is.
1: My life is a joke. Like,
3: you have a decent amount of people on your Patreon now as well. So, well done. Even though you haven't added any, like, tears yet, have you?
1: Uh, yeah, I know, I gotta get on that. Uh, haven't you added, I, don't, I don't
3: know, because people tend to want to do Patreon, like, support you on Patreon a lot more if you make it, like, tears, but I understand why you haven't,
1: but mm, still. The reason I haven't is because I am extremely lazy and busy um there's not an excuse or or anything like that i actually do want to give um some kind of incentives for the patrons on patreon because uh, you know they help out and it's going to you know wards um paying for for help video editing and things of that nature so um certainly uh, i i do appreciate it and i do need to make something you know even if it's sort of a special slot on discord Uh, and you know things like that more than just a shout out in the video i think they deserve more than that so um, but uh, that is to come. We will, we will see what yeah. I do there. I have to get creative.
3: Has Google like given you a hug and given you like a better AdSense uh, rate or no? Uh,
1: I don't think it really works like that. I, again, I don't really know. Well, the uh, thing is that
3: like it's, it's, like big YouTube channels and some smaller ones that do business and stuff, um, they often get better ad rates, um, and you can also sign like deals with the Google. If you're like a huge town, like like huge, huge, like PewDiePie huge, but not that controversial. <laughs>
2: uh, no, so we well, there is a, there's a question Philip Daniels asked, can oh, you sorry. do a video on the solo uh, model?
1: Sorry, what, what was that? Where, 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 where? Oh, where?
2: it's in the live chat. right
1: under your frowny face ah see yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. Okay. i know cool. no i i thought i thought my apologies i thought he said the solo model as in like han solo and i was like oh brah i kind of just did not getting another star wars video anytime soon uh no so yeah, th- yeah so um uh Neoclassical economics is something that I do intend to explore in the future, uh, and all types of um, economic schools of thought. So I am going to do a video on sort of general Keynesian economics, you know, a, a very sort of wide and far-reaching breakdown of neoclassical economics that will include the solo Swan model um, most likely because I think that's sort of a fair um, thing to, to sort of go over. Um, but to be honest. To talk about it now, um, I'm like a, a trained Keynesian economist. I, I wouldn't actually be able to talk about it sort of off the bat without doing the research and, um, you know, sort of give it justice for what it is worth, um, you know, either for or against in any kind of tamed argument. Because, you know, to be honest with you, I uh, simply just don't have enough information to sort of really say anything uh, that holds any gravity yeah so i know it's a disappointing answer unfortunately um but keep an eye out for a video after i've done sort of extensive research on it uh, and it certainly is something that i want to make sure that um you know I, I re-explore neoclassical economics uh and i'm not as critical as i was when i you know for the first talked about my trickle down videos i, I want to sort of give it a give it a good run and sort of really present both the pros and the cons uh, as fairly as possible
3: yeah, it seems like some people are questioning your um, your how you like did the calculations uh, when it came to the Kardashev, uh, like where on the scale you put the Kardashev, um, like the galactic empire or universe. In.
1: That well, I, I mean, they can sort of question that like, absolutely as much as they want because that is completely fair and it is. Um, one of those things where it's sort of like, a, like yeah, that'll do. Um, <laughs> it didn't go much beyond that. You know, you sort of took a, a general sort of yeah. idea of how how much sort of 50 million systems, 50 million suns. Um, how much energy do they produce? Add a little bit of a buffer because they sort of get a little bit of energy outside of that. Uh, this is what we're going to be looking at. And that puts it around about here on the scale. Um, I mean, beyond that, it, it wasn't something that I took a meticulous... Um, scientific approach to so I think any kind of criticism there is probably well deserved yeah
3: I I didn't understand half of like the Kardashev scale calculations but you made it pretty simply it just yeah it's like such huge numbers that don't really relate to anything on earth at the moment or any like country or economy at all
1: so that's a big thing. It's a, it's a huge consideration actually that these numbers are so like large and hypothetical and beyond the scope of human comprehension that they come become somewhat meaningless. Uh, that's why I did the GDP per capita uh, thing. Not only because I thought it was sort of a really interesting way of actually kind of wrapping your head around it and bringing it to a scale that we kind of understand. You know, we understand billionaires um, but also to sort of give a sense of just how truly massive and wealthy and powerful um you know a a universe on this sort of scale is
3: yeah that is indeed true yeah no it's very interesting very very interesting how you like you have to kind of like try to compare it at least even though it's almost impossible in many ways like at least to relate to it directly as where we are in the progression of human society and earth and everything, you could imagine. Have you ever gotten copyright claims or no?
1: Um, there was where one one video.
3: Um,
1: strangely enough, it was the weirdest video, and I don't even remember what it was about. I think it was... Um, Oh, the economics of foreign exchange Uh, of all things I used an archived footage from um, the 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 library um, the federal library or something along those lines Um, the Smithsonian library actually it was just this archived footage of uh, the Bretton Woods conference and I was like okay surely this is public domain fair use I stuck it on there it didn't copyright strike me it legitimately took down the video um so that was kind of yeah i know i was like yeah damn they 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 are on to me um like
3: they don't even want to claim the video then like so they earn the money so it must be just an organization that just doesn't want you to use
1: it yeah and i thought oh okay well that's weird so i had to sort of amend that footage and i just sort of took stock pictures of the Brettonwood conference and kind of put it up then and uploaded the video like uh, sort of half an hour later after I madly sort of rendered a, a new video on Adobe Premiere and stuck it back up there again. Uh, but that's the, that's the only thing I've sort of really got because otherwise I'm, I'm very careful with making sure. Um, I know everything's fair use because the last thing I want is, you know, the YouTube channel to be taken down because I'm just abusing, you know, copyrighted materials and things like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, so it sounds like a really sad thing if that were to happen.
1: Yeah, I know. To be honest. And, and it happens to hey, a lot. You've of. reached. You just reached uh,
3: 10 million views on your channel as a whole. Boy. Almost oh, 10,100,000. It's oh. 10,090,673 views in total.
1: Oh, in yeah, total. Okay in total um on On your whole channel oh okay and you know what and that's not including
3: like the two videos you had early on which were like sketches yes (laughs) like four million views altogether for some reason yes some weird reason
1: those weird old sketchup
3: videos
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, um, they were like
3: four years old and one of them had like 2.1 million views. So, you
1: know. uh, 1.5, 1.5 million views. But yeah, I think okay. I, I took those down. Cause like I got people very, very confused. I remember when like the, the reason I sort of abducted that channel is because I had these things from back in the day when I'd make little doodles on Google SketchUp and, and throw them up on the internet with some, you know, copyright, claimed music Uh, and then for some reason I had sort of 10,000 subscribers just just off the back of that and I was like oh yeah this will be easy you know I'm gonna make these videos about uh, economics and uh, I've already got 10,000 subscribers you know no worries I'll uh, you know get 10,000 views per video at least oh oh boy was I wrong Uh, no 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 that is that is not how YouTube works unfortunately subscribers are not subscribers it's a a meaningless number but yeah, unless
3: you know, so they're active, and you can't
1: really check that uh, accurately, at least. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was actually somewhat weird. Like I um, just recently passed two hundred thousand subscribers, uh, and I was kind of doing that thing where I was like yeah. refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna tick over soon. Uh, it got to two thousand and thirty-two subscribers, uh, and then YouTube must have done like their kind of annual or monthly audit on, um, you know, inactive accounts and, you know, fake subscribers and, and, and robots and stuff like that. Uh, and then it jumped down to $192,000. So I celebrated for about five minutes before I just got mute. Um, uh, but it's okay. We're back up over 200,000 subscribers now.
3: Yeah. But like you, you, your channel seems to be relatively sustainable as well. Like I'm guessing you earn more than enough to keep up your Chateau stock. Um, Subscription now, I'm guessing, or
1: uh, I actually use like shutterstock is unbelievably expensive. Um, like it's like, what do you use now, then? I, I use uh Storyblocks, um, which is sort of a subscription, yeah. You subscribe to it, um, so the fee is actually pretty expensive, um, but that means you have unlimited downloads. Whereas stock you have to pay for each individual stock piece of footage, and it's like $70 yeah, per, per clip. It's like, oh my god you could literally get a feature length movie for less money than this and there's 70 bucks to use this what the hell um yep. yeah it doesn't make i i do not understand how people um afford it
3: yeah according to your future projections you're gonna at like february probably if you keep up and you get maybe like a viral video or maybe even before that like like early like january february 2021 you'll reach a million subscribers if you keep it up
1: Hmm. So, i think that's based on um sort of it's just
3: based on your current subscribers so it doesn't apply like it doesn't account for any snowball effect or mm. that you get any viral videos at all so it, it, it accounts only for your current subscribers and like a basic amount of like future growth um so yeah
1: interesting it also doesn't account for for inevitable plateaus and i think um no. you know i had the... for,
3: for like how huge the economics environment is in general but you you probably like just like the star wars video you're reaching out to a kind of wider audience and like at least with some stuff like if you explore an economic sector partly you'll get some views spilling over into other sections and maybe algorithm algorithm picks it up but, like, yeah. Or, like, if you make, like, a country video, like a video about a country, like Norway, like, that 100% got picked up by the algorithm and suggested to Norwegian people.
1: Yeah, I think... that That's all like, the, the 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 country videos are obviously the heavy hitters. Uh, but I still want to intersperse them with, you know, things that I find interesting to talk about. Because, uh, you know, to be honest, it's yeah, not something where like I'm well, sort of, you know, crazy trying hard to um, sell out. I just want to... Um, you know, uh, you know, make videos that I sort of find interesting and, you know, if uh, you guys do as well, that's, uh, that's kind of like a happy little side effect for, for um, you know, for the most part. Yeah, it's,
2: just keep doing what you do, like keep making what you like, making, and yeah. people will either flock to you or they won't.
0: Yeah.
3: and, and It's it,
2: all about if you want to, you know, change things up a bit.
3: Yeah. I think kind of like that's what they have done
2: so far is
3: almost a proof of concept in a way. Us, yeah, it depends on what you want to see
1: That yeah. And I think, um, I, th- I think uh, a lot of channels sort of claw onto well, they find a, a formula that works, uh, and then you know, people inevitably get bored of you know, hearing about the economies of certain countries, uh, and then that doesn't work, so they, they try something else or, or they move on from it, um, and then you know, suddenly it doesn't work, or they go back to what originally works and they kind of you know, it, you can tell that the soul or the heart isn't in it anymore and they're not enjoying it and it seems super forced just to keep, you know, this sort of channel alive. Uh, that's not a trap I sort of want to fall into. You know, as long as, you know, the people that do end up watching it are still enjoying it, I'll call that a success. I mean, it, it's not my job or anything like that, so it's not like I'm reliant on um, the YouTube at all, but uh, it, it means that, you know, oh. I can kind of keep on doing sort of it as, as I kind of enjoy it.
3: Like, last time I talked to you about that, like, I I don't know if you would want to ever go, like, 100% full-time on the YouTube channel unless you got 10 million subscribers and was making, like, 400k a year. So.
1: Yeah, well, I I think people that have 10 million subscribers probably make a lot more than 400k a year, but... uh, Yeah, yeah,
3: it depends, depends, depends.
1: But it's... it's...
3: In the economic sector, it
1: surely would... Yeah, it's freaking yeah, business, risky. It's making
3: make a crazy amount of money.
1: Yeah, you, you have to remember as well, it, it could all be gone tomorrow. Like, you know, one video goes up that the YouTube algorithm doesn't like, it then cooks your entire channel and um, you, you have, you know, sort of no recourse. It's not like a real business I sense in, in you know, that people are you know, involved in the process. A lot of it's just sort of automated um, so it's very risky. I mean, unless you're completely financially independent uh, or you're making just so much money that, you know, you, you're able to stash away and you, you basically can retire anytime you want. Oh man, I would not quit your day job if, if you had any kind of marginal success on YouTube. Yeah,
3: especially YouTube because it's so inconsistent. And like a lot of YouTubers who weren't even controversial. Like, after swearing into videos and somebody copyright striking them, they get like full demonetization on their channel. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's your job gone if that's your full time. So.
1: Yeah. And I think um, uh, it was uh, engineering explained. Like, pretty much, I-, I would say we're kind of on the same level uh, in a sense in inoffensive kind of content. Um, you know, uh, not engineering explained, real engineering. Um, the Irish guy, and he makes fantastic videos. And I think he's obviously got a lot more subscribers than I do, and and I think he has a production team and everything, so he's also got more overheads. Um, yeah, he has like
3: two point two million subscribers. Yeah, even so... though I would say he's almost in a bigger niche than you are in in a sense. Even though he can appeal to like a World War Two audience or like people interested in like. Uh, big battleships etc etc things that like it like basically drawing a huge audience
2: yeah
1: but um i think he did a video uh just sort of to go to my point here i think he did a video on um uh, like Nazi Germany or something along those lines, uh, the, the Blitzkrieg. And it got demonetized and it really impacted his channel because that was at the time where Nazis were like this hot button subject for YouTube and they were just like, nope, any mention of that and we're just going to cook everything and shut it all down. Um, but anyway, uh, that was such a huge tangent from what we were originally discussing, which was the economics of the Star Wars galaxy. definitely
3: <laughs> Star Wars. If, definitely if you
0: don't mind Star Wars. If you don't mind me jumping in, I actually had a few questions. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry that we derailed the conversation. Normally, I was normally to it's the Australians
1: mic. that uh, that do this and they talk about kangaroos. But in this case, <laughs> we're talking about the YouTube algorithm and, and how hard I can sell out.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so actually, I just finished watching the video. Uh, so did, like you were saying that um, how much money is flowing in there, like the Star Wars economy now is like so unfathomable uh, to what we have now. Um. So I don't know how worse you are in the Star Wars universe, but there's like entire factions and clans and even worlds that are living in poverty, even though the, uh, GDP is so high. So, um, with those problems still occurring of having, uh, entire civilizations like based off just smuggling alone to get by, um, because there's so many resources available and everyone that is underneath like one banner, uh, for that thousand year period, do you think it'd be easier to solve, uh, problems like, um, starvation and, you know, getting, uh, I guess, like be the word, I mean, like having less poverty or like, uh, having stable food and water and lowering, uh, poverty, do you think it'd be easier with more of those resources or harder?
1: Yeah. And I think, um, this is a really good question that I want to explore sort of and sort of, three big points. Uh, one is the difference between, you know, absolute poverty, as we sort of know it, uh, and relative poverty. Uh, the next mm-hmm. is, is also wealth disparity, and the final is what we sort of count as wealth. Now, the first point is absolute poverty and relative poverty are two different things. Relative poverty is being poor relative to those around you. So if you're in the United States, I think if you make less than $15,000 a year, they say that you are in relative poverty just because of the cost of living it is higher in the United States, and you know you won't have the same kind of access to resources, education, um, healthcare, general you know living sort of standards as the people around you if you make less than fifteen thousand dollars a year as an individual. If you made fifteen thousand dollars a year U.S. in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, uh, you'd be in the top one percent, uh, and that's relative poverty. Absolute poverty is making less than two dollars a day and it means that nowhere on earth do you have access to things like clean drinking water, good education, health care, um, regardless of how low your living expenses are. Now I think in the Star Wars universe um, poverty is still something that is you know explored. Um, so we see things like slavery in the Outer Rim uh, which is obviously something that you know inflicts poverty on those that are subjugated to it. Uh, and. I think to a certain sense, there are considerations where, sure, those people are still poor and they would have the facilities to rectify that due to the wealth of the galaxy. But that brings us on to the next thing. Now, the average GDP per person uh, in the Star Wars universe is sort of calculated to be around 2 billion US dollars. And GDP per capita uh, is different from even net worth. So there are some truly, unbelievably wealthy people in the Star Wars universe. But I would argue that wealth inequality would be even more severe than it is on planet Earth. Planet Earth, we all sort of live on the same big rock. Uh, We all have access to, you know, air to breathe, water to drink. Uh, And, you know, of course, there are sort of considerations there in terms of geography, but it's in a certain sense almost an even playing field where you're talking about levels of wealth like intergalactic travel and harvesting resources on the scale of systems uh, and then you still have you know people that are living in mud huts the difference between um the the top one percent and the bottom one percent in star wars galaxy would be obscene uh, far far higher than what we see uh in on earth today so I think that's also something to consider. Uh, wealth inequality is, is extremely severe. And the final thing is how we sort of measure wealth. Now, someone um, that lives in a country, let's say, um, you know, somewhere like uh, India today, okay? So India is a transitioning economy. It's growing rapidly and it is making people sort of wealthier, you know, especially it's sort of, um, you know, lower classes are moving into industrial applications where they have the ability to, to gather more wealth for themselves. Um, But India is a really interesting example uh, in the sense that more people have access to mobile phones today in India than they do a running toilet. And you have to sort of say, well, is there sort of a general progression of wealth where one thing comes before another uh, before we say someone is wealthy? If we extrapolate that to the Star Wars universe, someone may not have access to, let's say, clean drinking water. you know, they might not even have their own freedom in the case of if they're a slave, but they have access to let's say faster than light travel on intergalactic spaceships for you know let's say the price of a um, uh, the price of what we would call a a plane ticket today. Um, well, in in one sense, that would make them far wealthier than even let's say Bill Gates today because you know Bill Gates couldn't buy a ticket on a you know intergalactic space flight uh, but they are sort of still far poorer uh, than even some of you know average citizens on on today if there is sort of no logical progression of wealth that we can't call someone wealthy unless they have this even if they have that Um, and you know we sort of extrapolate that out same let's take that sort of average poverty-stricken person in India let's say they have an iPhone fantastic take them back to ancient Rome sure they're still struggling to eat they're still struggling to get clean drinking water they're still sort of subjugated to um, you know health crises and what have you that maybe let's say the Emperor of Rome wouldn't have but they would still probably be wealthier than the Emperor of Rome because they have um, this amazing sort of tool that gives them access to pretty much all of the information that they could ever want in the universe and you know, that sort of is far more valuable than you know let's say the, the Library of Alexandria at that point. Um, so it's one of those things. It's like it's hard to sort of quantify exactly what wealth means. Um, it, it's sort of a needs versus wants kind of thing. and, and that's sort of like a hypothetical question. I mean, that uh, I sort of put it back to you. would you would you count someone wealthy if they they didn't have clean drinking water, but they had um, you know technology that was unimaginable two hundred years ago even?
0: Uh, it is very interesting, especially on, like, in terms of living standards. Um, going now, uh, you, you know, obviously how uh, a plane ticket there would be, you know, even wealthier, like you said, Bill Gates, uh, the living standards are definitely higher. So I guess um, I guess we'd have to redefine poverty in the sense to try to make it uh, as understanding as we could to see who would be technically poverty or not. Um, but... No, that is very very interesting
2: well E-E, we could uh break this uh this this idea of poverty up into several different categories we can identify as like what like needs poverty like well, so like- i'd say
0: as long as you have access to the necessities to live um you know food water uh i guess stable health care um being able to supply those needs would put you into almost a middle class to where people who live in poverty don't have access to shelter uh, or proper healthcare uh, in, on earth. Um, so as long as you have, e- like, I, I wouldn't even say equal access, it's just access in general, because um, the more wealthy you are, obviously you can afford more, but as long as you have equal access to the necessities, I would consider that as middle class.
2: Okay. I, I want to point uh, out something in Star Wars that I've always that's always fascinated me like and this kind of is a tangent to what we were just talking about is that you can find technology um, for a cheaper price than you can find food and we can see this you know uh, throughout uh, the story in terms of like scavengers and also well let's just go back to Luke on when he's you know at, when he's with his aunt and uncle and they are what they're water farmers correct is that what it is moisture farmers like they have this some amazing technology that we can't even fathom today uh you know they have these speed racers they can fly around uh but you know they still are you know living in you know within their means i guess uh you know it's, it's not like they're extremely wealthy um, and it, it kind of raises the point of there is more technology and, like, material out there in the Star Wars universe than there is actual food. Does that, has anyone else noticed this? Like, I think that it really is, like, it brings home the point of what you were just talking about. Like, where we have, if we, if we get to define poverty in terms of, you know, uh, think- like, material wealth. It, it's clear that everybody in the Star Wars universe is more wealthy than us today. But we ha- today have like access to clean drinking water, food, medical supplies, and that kind of you know the human-based needs, or the physical-based needs. But we don't have access to these technological marvels. So I think we should, when we talk about poverty, we should break them up into two different types of categories. Ones that are the physical-needs-based category, like the uh, is it what's the hierarchy of needs maslow's hierarchy of needs is it maslow okay yeah okay uh yeah maslow's hierarchy of needs um you know we we should use that as probably a framework for defining one set of poverty and then we use another framework to define the other set of poverty right so you know that way we're not mixing them together because when we start mixing together we start getting these weird ideas of like what uh poverty is right there it is. Thanks, Xi.
1: <laughs> Thanks, President Xi. Um, well, look, guys, I uh, have to go to bed. It's 1 15 in the morning here in Australia. Thanks for uh, hopping on. Thanks for having this discussion. it was been really, uh, really, really interesting. Hopefully you guys all sort of really enjoyed the video and got something out of it, even if it was just sort of a, you know, a bit of a laugh. Obviously, it's a little bit less serious than a normal one. Uh, Feel free to continue the discussion without me. For the most part, I kind of just like to facilitate this rather than guide these conversations anyway. Um, But other than that, I'll uh, see you all with the next video.
0: See you, bro. See ya.